I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. You're listening to Alan Cochran and Emily Dean. Who the hell are they? Where's Frank Skinner? He's off! Absolute Radio. You're listening to Absolute Radio. Uh, you can text us on 81215. You can follow us on Twitter using at Frank on Absolute. I'm Alan Cochran. Uh, Frank Skinner is away. He's not on holiday. He's... Um, He's decided to single-handedly remark every GCSE English paper in the country. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's not with us today. That would be awesome, wouldn't it, if he, if he did that? Anyway, uh, I'm joined by the wonderful Miss Emily Dean. I, if I knew how to press the button to get your jingle going, I would, but... Well, maybe you're not we'll the first do... person who said that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, uh, maybe I will learn the skills of the screen and uh, press that button at some point today. And also, uh, Steve Hall. Good morning. Morning. I don't, I don't have my own jingle. You don't have your own so jingle. But you're one. a very welcome guest. I, went, I invent my own jingle. Steve Hall. The charges were never proved. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Steve's looking quite um, quite blur fan today. Well, we've chatted about blur, haven't we already? We've chatted. I wasn't listening. He's a big blur fan. I think that's what I, I'm say, mildly obsessed with blur. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I'm delighted that you uh, sent <laughs> that in the up wardrobe. On it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They overlap on the Venn diagram of the polo t-shirt, if nothing else. Mm. Alan's got a bit, gone a bit bloodhound and pick up truck this morning. What does that in the, uh, mean? The check shirt. It's still, a, it's still a Fred Perry, isn't it? It is. Yeah, we're, we're allowed to say that. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure we are. Well, never I, mind that, Alan. I never got my free trainers when I was angling for free trainers, <laughs> but maybe now I'm in the hot seat. The uh, trainer delivery will take place. Anyway, let's move on. If, yes. I, if only a member of the royal family had done something ridiculous this week to oh. give everyone something to talk about. What a way to kickstart the show! <laughs> oh. Are we gonna? Are we gonna do this? I'm going. For, I'm going straight in there. Go for it. I'm going straight in. What, what's your take, Emily Dean? I love it. Well, <laughs> it's been a bit, bit of an incident. I think mm-hmm. it's fair to say he's had this week. Prince Harry. We're obviously talking about. The first thing I thought, Alan, was that if his best friend is apparently called Skippy. Is that <laughs> now, if you're going to go on a holiday with someone called Skippy, yeah. I don't think Skippy sounds like a reliable moral compass. No, no. But like being friends with someone called Spider, it will generally yeah. end in tears. He, I think he only brings Skippy around in case, like a you know, if, if he goes disappeared, if he disappears in the outback, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Skippy immediately runs. For, he hops off to get attention and help. Australia trips. Skippy is brilliant, but Las Vegas. <laughs> And the whole thing has really shot the uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas cliche to bits, hasn't it? Because now yeah. what happens in Vegas becomes a worldwide media story. <laughs> <laughs> it's not It's not now just in Vegas. And I love the development of the, the sun yesterday printing the picture and saying on the front cover, the picture you've already seen. It's like the opposite of news. Like, what a newspaper is meant to do is give you stuff you do not already know. I it's know. Just, We've all I've seen Dirty Harry by now. I've never felt better walking past the newspaper and not buying it, <laughs> as I did yesterday, going, well, I already know that. And like everybody else, I've Googled Prince Harry pictures. Al, can I just say as well? Yeah. The feet of the man 
giant feet. That was the thing that struck me most, which he might be disappointed to hear that. <laughs> but that's all I came away thinking. Oh, there's a size 11s there. You think? You think yes. eleven? I'm a UK 10, if uh, any different Adidas originals are listening. Because <laughs> there's no actual junk shots out there. You don't actually get to see oh the crown jewels. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see Harry's Potter at any oh. point, so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he thinks of them as the crown jewels? I wonder. No, but uh, we need to discuss the practicalities. That surely would make him think of his gran. That can't be good. Anyway. We need to discuss the practicalities of naked billiards, because... I think no good can come of it, personally. I'm I'm in agreement. I don't think an elegant game like billiards should be brought <laughs> down with nudity. The whole... Was it... Um, who was the swimmer that was there? Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Lochte. Ryan Lochte. I mean, it's weird. Ryan Lochte was there. He was in There's the pool. There's no E on the end. I'm going to take this up with you at some point. What? Ryan Lochte. It's Ryan Lochte. That's how they pronounce it. Was, There's I no E. No, I don't... I won't, I won't have Lochte. That's like Balamori. Lochte. Ryan Lochte. Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I, uh, I've already succeeded, by the way, compared to last week. I, I actually managed to remember this week to pull the faders down at the end of our last chats and before that song. Small victories for me. <laughs> so it's Prince Harry in the billiard room with the <laughs> candlestick. Um, yeah. I'm not done yet. There's a lot more I'd like to say on this subject. <laughs> Spoof off. Firstly, there were women present playing this naked think, billiards game. I think that was part of the problem, wasn't it? If not, they would just think it was like army hijinks on leave or something. But why were they stripping? Why would you do that? I wouldn't do that. But someone, You've got to buy me a meal if you want to see me in the bath. I'm sorry, I'm not just going to take my clothes off for nothing. So, so what sort of meal are we talking about? <laughs> a really nice meal. <laughs> Not Greg's pasty and... No, I just, just I've proper. never understood, like, that, all that strip poker stuff. I don't yeah. understand it at all. Why would you do that? It's freezing. And I don't, I don't think that game is very conducive as well to being in the nude. I don't think it's a good thing. Billiards? Yeah. It's too complicated, isn't it? Well, it depends where the ball ends up on the table. If you have to, if it's right in the middle of the table, you have to really stretch over. Yeah, and the game's not been going very well for you. Yeah, that's not ideal, is it? Yeah. You don't want chafing after it. <laughs> it all went horribly quiet in here. Then <laughs> I did not like that. Emily was taking a sip of tea. I think we'll just uh, leave that there. <laughs> I, uh, did yeah. You, did you see the hotel though? That was the. It's the sleaziest looking hotel, the Wynn Hotel. It mm. looks like a 1980s cigarette advert. It's the sleaziest looking hotel in Vegas. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. is it really? I've never been to Vegas, but from what I've heard, that that's, is a new benchmark a lo- a of low sleaziness. Bar. Yeah. I got married in Vegas. That was a Awkward. Sorry, fond, uh, fond memories. <laughs> that was a sleazy day. <laughs> by Elvis? Or? No, we'd wanted to get married by Elvis, but it turns out it's a lot more expensive. Within our price range, <laughs> I look more like Elvis than any of the Elvis impersonators we could have <laughs> Excellent. So we, we got married on the top of the, the, the stratosphere tower. So you're on the roof, uh, and the minister says, I pronounce you man and wife, and a reverse bungee machine fires you into the air. Is that true? That's no. completely true. How come I didn't know this Did you not you? know this? The, this is amazing. The first photo that exists of us as man and wife is the one that the machine takes, like, as the G-forces <laughs> kick in. Possibly not the most flattering wedding picture, no, is no. it? I would so, have absolutely refused as the female of that party. <laughs> well, somehow she looks amazing, yeah. uh, but I'm naked. Uh, with a, with a, a girl I've just beaten at strip billiards in front of me. So. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think, on a serious note, I am interested to know what you both think of this. Do you think it was wrong? Because a lot of people have been complaining and saying, obviously, saying that it's you know he's paid really by us. Should he have been doing that? 
Yeah, I don't... To be honest, I don't think my tax would cover this trip. <laughs> Wouldn't cover one of my trips. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think I can get that upset yeah. about it. I, I don't think that many people feel bad about it. I think the reason that's even an issue is because... Oh, just that taxi driver I had the other yeah, day. Yeah. Well, I think really? it's, it's more... It's a reflection of the, the, the fact that the British papers have been beaten to it by the internet. That's the thing. So there has yeah. to be this kind of manufactured outrage by the by the British press to sort of suggest because it's the only story they've got so the Sun are trying to sort of go oh we're standing up for freedom of the press by, by publishing it the Daily Mail are sort of trying to go oh well it's it's completely unacceptable you could almost see his uh, his, yeah. his baby makers it's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, and well, he's 27 he's single he's a soldier yeah like, can you get in touch? I'm just saying right now he's ticking a lot of boxes for me. <laughs> like we stopped him as a result of the press blowing the fact that he was in Afghanistan. We we, we prevented him being allowed to serve in Afghanistan, so we, we don't want him to do a job. He's getting a bit heavy now. We should allow him some fun time. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I, I honestly thought that the person in the street thought it was more funny than, uh, than uh, a, a, a sort of a ridiculous... Uh, allowance on his part. I think the hardest bit has been for the papers to decide whether or not he's a blue-blooded royal or a red-blooded male. And mm. some of them have gone for both in the same article. He's blue-blooded and red... He's purple-blooded, Harry. <laughs> Did you know that? That's quite difficult. Or mauve, depending on the mixture. Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Oh, you know, we were having a slight dispute about the pronunciation of the American swimmer, Ryan, surname L-O-C-H-T-E. Yes. yes? I, I claimed Lochte, but I'm sure uh, I And I said Locht. As in, yeah. So people have been tweeting us about this. Oh, have they? Sarah Phillips, sorry, Em, but there is an E at the end. Yeah. Yes, but I'm suggesting it's silent. I didn't say there wasn't an E. I just said it was silent. Uh, Clive Wilson, can't believe I'm saying this, but Emily Dean is wrong. I'm a 47-year-old bloke, and I know that he is pronounced. Oh. I like that his age is relevant. <laughs> it's almost like, I've been around the block, I know how to pronounce names with E at the end. <laughs> There's a that's sort a of sage of... old man time quality to that tweet. That's the kind of thing your parents say to you, I'm a 50-year-old woman and I will not be spoken to like this. <laughs> um, so it seems I'm wrong. Well, I think I heard the commentator say Lochte. I don't, I don't want to, like, you know... That's okay, I'm wrong, no biggie. Um, but <laughs> I, I should say, I have had a, a strange thing this week where um, my wife has been laughing at how I say the word correct. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you all laughing? Why are you all... Because you she... make it sound like somewhere in Poland. <laughs> she says that I don't pronounce the first syllable of it. It should be correct. Yeah, and she's I say, correct. correct. <laughs> I mean, this all came to a horrible head when I was speaking to her about the Jonathan Franzen book, The Corrections, <laughs> and, and the irony that it had to be recalled in order to them, for them to put in some of his corrections, which happened. They, they had to call back the original book. Anyway, she then started laughing, and I was like, what are you laughing at? And she was saying, it's the way you say correct. I mean, we haven't had a difficulty like this since she sniggered when I was buttering toast. <laughs> I mean, isn't that weird? Psychological. Apparently, I don't go right to the edges. Anyway, I like the corrections. The corrections. <laughs> That's how you, you say it. You make them isn't sound it? like some German family. The corrections. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I hear it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you play Ethel in EastEnders? Cretchen Franklin. <laughs> and 
she mispronounced things all the time. <laughs> did she? Yeah, she did. I now feel a bit worried about it. Do you massive comic consequences. I'll tell you another word that I hes- have hesitancy about, and I've yeah. already used it on, on the wireless today, and I'm very pl- proud of myself for having got it out. I said mauve. Move, move. That's that's the right way, isn't oh, no, it? Let's yeah. go back yeah. to what you originally said. No, because for years I called it move, and Did didn't you? know that it was pronounced move. But I have lots of these words where I I just I learn. Like I grew up, I, I was Scottish originally. Underneath this accent, I have a Scottish voice in my head playing. Yeah. And so, like banal. Do you say banal? Would you all yeah, say yeah. banal? Yeah. What would yeah. you say? In my head, for years, I said banal. <laughs> oh, I did. God, that's... Goodness. I do. That's Goodness. the worst thing you've ever said. What, Ben? Uh, <laughs> Why is that so bad? I just don't do you, like do you it. Say it. I'd like do, to get do you, do you want to say it, Emily? Do you want to try banal? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I tell you something that I always mispronounce? I've yes. been doing this this really interesting since I was about 15 and I can't get it out of my head. And that was a long time ago. Um, I was once in a bank queue mm-hmm. and a man behind me, I ended up having a row with him because he thought I'd queue jumped. And he went, shut up, you facety care. <laughs> And so I've said feisty ever since then. <laughs> but I, I, but people always sort of subtly correct me and say feisty. But I, in a strange tribute to that man, I continue to say feisty. That's great. Mm. If uh, if you mispronounce any words, let us know on eight twelve fifteen. Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Can't help but think it may have technically been a mistake to make people doubt how they pronounce words. <laughs> Whilst broadcasting to the nation. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we've had Gareth tweeting in. He says, can you tweet in? I guess you can. Uh, my mum can't say the word but. She pronounces it Bert. It's most prominent when she's irate. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's good, because my mum, with her Scottishness, she can't say R and L next to each other properly. So someone called Carl becomes Carol. <laughs> There's always an extra little syllable. So when my mum orders Earl Grey tea, it sounds like a soul singer or something. Earl Grey. <laughs> Can I have Earl Grey? Anyway. <laughs> I've noticed there's a pronunciation, a lot of, some people say footballer instead of footballer. And that tends to be people who've had carnal knowledge of footballers <laughs> yeah, often say that. Footballer. There's a certain type that will say footballer. <laughs> footballer. I don't even know if I can do it. No. Oh, yeah, I, I knew a, an American girl and she, she wouldn't say I shudder at the thought she would say I shudder at the thought <laughs> really? Yeah, which implies it, if something freaks her out she has to go to quite an old style house <laughs> close everything up oh the worst okay this guy that I once dated well I say dated I went on two dates with him That's that was dating, it date it? two uh-huh. the reason it never got to three was because he said do you know what I love about your sister she's really zanny zanny oh. No. Wow. I called a cab that minute. <laughs> but, but the thing I like about that is that he's been through his whole life saying Zanny and no one's corrected him on it. Corrected. <laughs> Did it again, didn't I? That was not intended. I just want you to know that that was me naturally speaking there. But no one's called him up on it there. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody else got any weird ones? Uh, let us know on 8, 12, 15. Yeah. Uh, Frank on Absolute at Twitter. I was uh, reading um, a book with my five-year-old son the other day. Yeah. And uh, a Lego storybook. Lego are into everything now. Lovely. Really um, and the word pizzeria came up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, 
but it's in the book about ten times. It's so international now, Lego. And I, I felt a bit self-conscious as as the sentence was approaching it, and I got to pizza it and had to forcibly stop myself saying pizza area. <laughs> I had to really... You don't read pizzeria very often. Well, the way, the way you said pizzeria there implied it's an illness that happens if you eat too much pizza <laughs> and you have to go to the toilet. Oh, I've got terrible pizzeria. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's have some adverts and we'll come back to this. Let us know uh, what your uh, words you mispronounce are on eight twelve fifteen. Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, we've been talking about mispronunciations of words which was kickstarted I would call that mispronunciations mispronunciations <laughs> 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 we've had uh, a text in from 665 one of our prisoners uh, not a word used very often but the word that annoys me when said by my husband is Poseidon he pronounces it Poseidon <laughs> Poseidon <laughs> the cause of much hilarity when the film comes on each year Oh. And uh, we've had one from 969 Maria who said, uh, uh, I uh, once went out with a farmer who said, can we get some of those rolls with those sea-same seeds on it? Sea-same. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that she has to specify it's a farmer. <laughs> well, the, an important part of the detail. I had completely forgotten this, but uh, I'm, I'm for a couple of summers, worked uh, for a, a well-known holiday camp as a, as a redcoat. Um and, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and I'd completely forgotten that I uh, I had a chalet with a, uh, I'll be honest, quite a creepy guy called. Uh, <laughs> I think his name was Derek, and I deliberately called him Eric, or his name was Eric, and I deliberately called him Derek, but I can't remember which. But uh, I was remember it too, him. Can I just ask you something? Yeah. About the geography of the chalet. In, in the chalet, are there two single beds? <laughs> are there two single beds then? Yeah, two single rooms in the chalet God, and a, that's and a depressing. bathroom. Okay. Yeah, well, the, As we, you haven't, were. we haven't even touched on the qualities of depressing <laughs> that, that, that this job can entail. But uh, he talks at great length about his mattress. Again, <laughs> 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 saying the problem with this mattress, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Which was very weird. I don't know if it's a Scottish thing. Maybe a lot of because uh, I, for for years, I pronounced uh, what I would now say as yogurt as uh, yogurt. Well, that's American, isn't yeah. it? Well, it sounds a bit like um, like an American saying hello to a friend called Gertrude, doesn't it? <laughs> but it, it, it's quite common in Scotland, I think. Yogurt, yogurt. I like sort of minor mistakes. Like Alex has just texted in to say, up until I was fifteen, I thought available was spelled. Evadable. I still contend it sounds better with a D. Evadable. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like evadable. Though, Let's try it out. Evade. Yep, I'm evadable. I like it. Yeah, it makes me want to dodge you though. <laughs> like it makes it evadable anyway. When, when I was a nice little uh, little uh, altar server, I used to think that the hail the, in the, the hail Mary. I used to think it was the fruit of thy room, Jesus. <laughs> uh, rather than thy womb, Jesus. So I thought she had a room that Jesus just hung out in. Oh, really? Um, Interesting DJ... snapshot into Stephen's childhood there. <laughs> DJ Allo, oh, as you were called last week. <laughs> Actually, I was called it in a different life, yes. Yes. About 15 years old. Um, we've also had some emails in. Have we? And shall you know we, what that means. Shall we do um, a bit of... Um... Email corner. <laughs> I did that. I, I pressed that. I just want people to know that I pressed that. Mm. That makes me <laughs> slick. Well, so, yeah. 
You've got a choice. You can hear one about uh, a whippet from Milton Keynes or one about your bed linen from Isha. Uh, let's go bed linen and we'll okay. come back to the whippet from Milton Keynes. Uh, hi, Alan, Emily, and I'm afraid they've called you plus one, Steve. Which Fair is, enough. Which is rude. I'm just happy, just happy to be here. Your yes. name's not down, you're not coming here. <laughs> but on the plus side, you are my plus one, which is good. Um, Crikey. Last it's a lofty week. position to have attained, yeah. Last week, Alan was talking about smells. Mm-hmm. And that he likes the smell of fresh bed linen, but Love probably it. wouldn't change it for about a year if it wasn't done for him. I think I said 18 months, but I don't want to be redundant. <laughs> <laughs> when I lived in my first flat quite a few years ago, apparently, according to my girlfriend Sarah, I didn't wash my sheets and pillowcases for at least a year, and her face would be covered in dirt. Oh. When she got home, having stayed with him. What, what was he, a miner? <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. um, <laughs> Still, she stayed with me, and we're getting married in October, so I must have done something right. Thanks. That is all. Dan from Isha. Well, well done from Isha. I do like it when emails in. from Esher. That is all. Esher. No. <laughs> oh, really? Was. I believe that as well. Um, here's the thing, though. I stand by my claim that I would change my bed in about once every 18 months if, if I lived alone. But here's what I think Dan perhaps should have done, is washed the person. Because it's obvious that he's making the bedding dirty, isn't it? You mm. know, just keep yourself clean and maybe wash a pillow every three months. You could wash a pillow quarterly, couldn't you? Um, Al, can we return to email corner briefly? Hang on. <laughs> email corner. <laughs> Slick that, won't it? This is from Heather. Hello, Heather. She's from Milton Keynes. Hello, Milton Keynes. <laughs> 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 she says hello she then says a few weeks back Alan mentioned that he took his whippet running with him and I was intrigued by this mm-hmm. as my whippet Sophie is the laziest dog on earth and recoils in horror when I mention the word walkies let alone if I took her running Sophie will have a mad 20 minutes a day where she spins round on the spot mm-hmm. don't we all then <laughs> sprints through the house and garden like a loon and she will then collapse back in a coma under the nearest blanket. Oh, yeah. She would be quite content staying in bed for 23 hours of the day if I let her. Mm-hmm. I was interested if this is usual for whippets or if I just have an idle one. Heather? Well, this appeals to me on so many levels in that um, I, I love a texting. <laughs> so I, I, there's a bit of me that's hoping this now becomes a um, how does your whippet behave texting? <laughs> but uh, that's probably too banal. Mm-hmm. Um, for our <laughs> listeners, uh, but but I I mean they're they're not a high maintenance dog. They really don't like. I do have to drag hours out for a a, a run, mm. but once they're out, they're out, aren't they? I would suggest to um, is it Heather? It's Heather. I would suggest to Heather that that bit where her dog is running around like a maniac for twenty seconds, that is her needing exercise, <laughs> and that might be the time to let off a little bit of steam, but. You know, they're they're quite reluctant to it, but they're ace. They're really good. Mm. Our dog was in um, in a dog hotel last week when we were away. Oh, lovely. You know, I was moaning about my trip to the Cotswolds. The yes, dog, I do recall. The dog had a better time. The dog, <laughs> the dog went to a, a dog hotel that had underfloor heating and a um, plasma screen TV and a four-poster bed. 
The one thing I do admire about whippets is their body fat ratio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lean? Lean's not even in it. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what does genuinely so, happen. Cause so I've been, size zero, those ones. I've been talking about this in my, uh, my little stand-up act, is that when you're in the park with a whippet, sometimes people will lean in and almost conspiratorially say to you, um, don't let her get fat, will you? They don't suit getting fat whippets. That's what they've said to boyfriends of mine in the past. I said it the other day to a man who had his daughter with him, and apparently it's inappropriate. Apparently (laughs) the rule only is whippets. (laughs) You're listening to Alan Cochran and Emily Dean. Who the hell are they? Where's Frank Skinner? He's off! Absolute Radio. Good morning. You're listening to Absolute Radio. It's the top of the hour, so this is when I announce that you can uh, text us on 8.12.15. You can follow us on Twitter using Frank on Absolute. That is because uh, this is the Frank Skinner show, but without Frank Skinner, uh, we don't know where he is, actually. He was uh, he was last no. seen putting an ice pick, a <laughs> crucifix and some garlic in a bag <laughs> and he wandered off muttering something about speaking the only language Catherine Jenkins understands. I don't, <laughs> I don't really know what... Anyway, uh, I'm Alan Cochran. I'm in for Frank Skinner, as they say, in the world of broadcasting. I'm joined by the wonderful Emily Dean and Steve Hall. So there, that's... I like that the lady gets wonderful... That's all my house duties out of the way, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's awkward, isn't it? Because if I say the wonderful and I give you an adjective, it might be creepy. Yeah. That well, wouldn't we, be nice, we would shared, We've shared a flat yeah. in Edinburgh too many times. It would be the barely tolerable, Steve. The over-familiar. Yeah. The, the uh, has, has no breaks on sentences. There we go. Yeah. Um, oh, we've had some texts in on 8, 12, 15. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Now, Slick. we've had a response... <laughs> To your well, we had an, a text about uh, whippets earlier. This yes, is, it was an email actually. These things happen. We hear about whippets on this show. Uh, Bob says, "I love the whippet bit." Good. He says more than that. He says the short answer to exercise is have two. We had five at one point. They then chase each other around. Oh yeah. Then you can be the one curled up under the duvet. That's Bob the log. Thank you, Bob. And do you know what? Five whippets chasing each other around must be a joyful sight to behold because they are such good creatures in full tilt. Mm. They really are. It's like a nature documentary or something. They're really quick, Mm. really quick. And, in fact, they're so quick, some irresponsible YouTube people have... uh, driven their cars at 35 miles an hour while the whippet is running alongside it. <laughs> I like the, uh, the idea Awful. that that's a sort of nationality, being a, a YouTube person. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, five. Um, we're not allowed to. We've, we've already got too many things to deal with in the house. Mm. But yeah, great. Great creatures. We've also been talking about mispronunciations. Um, can, can I just say for the record, I am very pleased that my wish came true that it would be a text in about your whippets. <laughs> <laughs> this is not common commercial radio, I don't think. <laughs> what was the other text uh, that you said? About mispronunciations. Oh, yeah. This is about me saying the word correct, and it should be correct. Um, no, it's not. This okay. is from someone who says, this is from 611, I used to work in House of Fraser, mm-hmm. and it annoyed me how people called it House of Frasier. Oh, yeah. Well, I once met somebody who worked for HMV... And they said, oh, I work for HMV. <laughs> and you think, that must, for the rest of your colleagues, be a really <laughs> annoying thing, that they're hearing that maybe 25, 35 times a day. 
That's unacceptable. unacceptable. Yeah. Hello. Totally unacceptable. HMV here. Oh, That's what super, super Nanny says, unacceptable. Yeah. Super Nanny does. Yeah, yeah have you not it? heard that? She says that is unacceptable behaviour. <laughs> and it's her catchphrase. Oh. So she mispronounces it quite a lot. Do you know, in the northwest of England where I live, um, some adults say bockle instead of bottle. And Do they? Uh, yeah, I think they think it's cute, but I see it as uh, mental impairment. <laughs> I don't think it's attractive. My uh, my friend Mary at university, she used to get really in people's faces because she insisted that the cr- pronunciation was David Duchovny. Uh, really? Rather than David Duchovny. She got really, act- like, borderline violence calling people out, it's David Duchovny! <laughs> Well, I got in trouble on this show because I didn't. I pronounced the dog. I called it a Weimariner, and apparently it's Weimarana. And Frank, I mean, he, I think lambast was the word, wasn't it? He lambasted you. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. He he knows more. He, I'm not as dog literate as him. He was raised with them. He knows about them. He was raised with dogs. <laughs> I hope he's not listening. I, I just mean I didn't have them as a child. I didn't mean he was brought up by them. Me neither, them. actually. This is all learned behaviour. I didn't realise that whippets were one thing. He knows his dogs. Vi Mariner. Is it Vi Mariner or Vi Mariner? I don't know. Frank is the wise old sage. T- <laughs> it's, he said it was Vi Marana. Text in, Frank, if you're listening. 8, 12, 15. <laughs> we love be you. Great. Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Cupcake time. Not for me. <laughs> well, we should just say that actually I think um in previous shows we've had texts in saying it makes me so angry hearing people eat on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> it is something we're occasionally it, guilty of. On, it makes me angry hearing it in the show. studio this morning. Um, Steve has got a birthday coming up, so there's some cupcakes have arrived. Um, so happy mm. birthday, Steve. Thank you very much. And happy actually birthday. while we're on the subject, happy birthday to my youngest brother today. Lovely. Should perhaps have done that before, <laughs> shouldn't I? And uh, happy birthday to my wife for Tuesday. Oh, God, it's an expensive month, isn't it, August? I love that that's wise. how you view birthdays. <laughs> that's so cockerel. Why are they coming across like this? Oh, God, like it's an this? expensive month. It, 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 there are a lot of them in August, though, aren't there? Anyway. Not birthdays. The results of December fumbles, is that what I think that's right? exactly what it is, you know. It's oh, filthy of, creeps. Bit of port at Christmas, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> Christmas creeps on the prowl. <laughs> Nothing worse. Well, it's a different generation that you're talking about, you know. Anyway. Uh, so, so Al, I will not be indulging in... I thought you were going to say imbibing. In the <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be one of those people that just gets the wrong word. <laughs> Ethel from EastEnders. I will not be indulging. Uh-huh. Um, those cupcakes there, they represent... They're my kryptonite right now. Uh-oh. They're my greatest enemy because I have recently embarked on a diet, guys. Mm. Now, I don't recommend irresponsible dieting. That would be wrong. However, I have just started on this diet. It's called Six Weeks Till OMG. <laughs> right. It, it sounds really responsible. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the idea being that in six weeks you'll all be saying OMG when you see me. Oh, is that what it is? I think so. Um and afterwards it says, get skinnier than all your friends, which is less responsible, I think. <laughs> <laughs> However, every cloud... Well, particularly if you work in fashion, you yeah. do not want to be skinnier than all your friends. That would be no. dangerous, surely. But it's... You see, I just thought... I wouldn't... I just felt, you know, I... Oh, someone's spitting out a cupcake as, as I'm talking about my diet. No, I just... I, I think curvy's fine, but, you know, we don't want things mm-hmm. to slide. Um so I've been very disciplined. There are certain rules to follow. There's a lot of rules to follow. Yeah, talk so, us through the rules. Okay, 
black coffee in the morning. That's pretty much it. You're not allowed it, or you are. No, that's all you're allowed. Oh, really? Yeah. And then you start to have it, so you leave it until you have your breakfast, until a lot later. So the black coffee, on the plus side, I think what it does is the idea being that you'll burn, you'll burn all that body fat up when you wake up, and the black coffee will boost your metabolism. Right. On the minor side, I'm mental. Yeah. <laughs> and a nightmare to be around. Mm -hmm. And kind of friendless right now. Yeah, well, I can't imagine it helps the breath much. No. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Is that why it's six weeks to the OMG? It's six weeks to your friends go, OMG, you've got to stop. You're really damaging yourself. We're going to smash your face in. <laughs> so... There's that. The so you start the day with the black coffee, yeah. and then later um, on you have some breakfast. But are you allowed a proper breakfast later on? Well, uh, well really, weird. carbs are the enemy. So I've been having a lot of yoghurt. Mm -hmm. um, it's a bit world's strongest man what I'm eating. Lots of chicken, bacon, lo really nice. But the key thing to this is also, when you are going to have carbs, because sometimes you will have to have carbs, make sure it's no bigger than an iPhone. Make sure your portion is no bigger than is an that, iPhone. Is that what they say? Yes. Bigger, they're using the iPhone. It establishes yes. what level of class. It's established it's a very really middle class does. thing that's being aimed at. When, when they used to do things the size of, it used to be a pack of cards or a wallet, didn't it? Mm. And now it's the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> this is progress, apparently. Uh, can we come back to this? Or well, yeah, because we... we need to talk about the cold baths. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a cliffhanger for you. <laughs> Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, would you like to know more about my diet six weeks to OMG? Yeah, or one week to A-N-N-O-Y-I-N-G. Uh, uh, I don't what is that? Okay. <laughs> 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 so we've well, established so far it's coffee and cold baths. That's well, you were going to tell us about the cold baths. Oh, they're cold. I mean, they're meant to be 15 to 20 degrees. The bath. Celsius, yeah. Um, it sounds fiddly, though. Do you need a thermo yes. thermometer? Yes. You have to actually... You don't invest, you don't get back. Um, so That sounds like a really good catchphrase for someone that's <laughs> trying to sell you stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you buy a thermometer. I can't really be bothered with all that, so I just judge it roughly. But you have to... I think with the cold baths, I've been cheating a little bit. Right. So I've been having cold-ish showers... <laughs> <laughs> and how does that work? Is it what does a cold bath do? Is it meant to it shock your body into your, burning fat or something? Exactly. Oh really? It raises your metab mat metabolic rate, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Metabolism. You yeah. hesitated then as if well, you were gonna mispronounce the word. Yes, I thought it? I was. Metabolism. And I didn't think this would be the show to do it. No. So yeah. So it's the only thing also that I'm finding difficult is the blowing up of balloons constantly. What? Yeah. Are you so, having a party? No. <laughs> is it six weeks to your party? Is that because you end up so skinny you might break your bones? No. So you have to have a very heavily padded house. <laughs> the idea behind it, no, but that's a great idea, is that it works your ad abdominal muscles. Blowing so up it, balloons? Yeah, it's 20 balloons every other day. But that's a lot of balloons. 20 every other day? Yeah. All right, so you have a rest day, like <laughs> yes. you're wet training or something. Oh, goodness. M Mummy, the clown's really scaring me. <laughs> He's got his six-pack out. <laughs> Just necked a coffee and shouted at me. And you're, you're meant to move around a bit as well. So it's not, you're meant to exercise as well. But, um, I mean, you know what, I'll see how I go. I did resist. I did resist those cupcakes. Yeah. The main thing is carbs. Well. I think the the avoidance of carbs. But is it all carbs, or is it like? Are they no, you're allowed small carbs? amounts. Just get your iPhone out and measure it with your iPhone. But like, if 
Surely you're allowed, like, sweet potato instead of potato. That's fine, isn't potato? it? Potato? Get out of town! <laughs> no, but instead of potato, sweet potatoes. As long as it's no bigger than an iPhone, oh, I've told you. Oh, me. That this is, is... The, the, the weirdest app they've ever launched. <laughs> it's just the phone itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Measure your carbon take <laughs> app. It's just, a, like, a case with a little... Well, you'll all see, in five weeks, you'll all be laughing on the other side of your face. Exactly, yeah. And I have no face left. (laughs) And that'll be a good day for me. Am I right in thinking the bloke who came up with this? I've been reading up in in the break, and his name, the bloke who invented this diet is called Venice A. Fulton. Yes, correct. You wouldn't. Would you trust a man named that with your health? No. No, I wouldn't. But um, obviously, he needs the initial because there are so many other Venice Fultons around. There. He needs to be the Ven- Venice A. Fulton. Are you suggesting Fulton. he sounds like some sort of lap dancer? <laughs> there were yeah. too many Venice Fultons. Venice on. A. Fulton. It sounds like a sofa. Yes. Too many Venice Fultons on Amazon, and he had to go. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, people are going to buy the others. They're, they're going to buy Pacey Thrillers instead of my diet book. <laughs> my brother went onto a thing called the. Uh, the keto diet or keto diet. Oh, that's ketosis, yeah. Yeah, the keto diet. <laughs> that's for a low little carb while, as well. I thought it was uh, every time he sat down to a meal, a small Chinese man came out and attacked him. <laughs> <laughs> and so the exercise and the fact that he wasn't eating created what they call the calorie deficit. Um, but it wasn't. It turned out it was the ketosis that you were speaking about. Where's that song gone? Al, I'm getting quite a bad hanger now. So I'm just warming. Do you want, do you want, do you want a cupcake? <laughs> Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I must admit, on the subject of your uh, diet, mm. whenever I see a massive person, like a really huge one, and there was one sat next to me on the train yesterday, mm. properly overlapping, and uh, I never think, <laughs> I never think this person needs more black coffee and cold baths. <laughs> I never do that. Why not? Well, that's all I think. Because I don't think it's... I think what I think is this person needs less food and more exercise for a long period of time. That's true. It's all about the calorie deficit, isn't it? You might be thinking this person is actively taking a chance if they get into a bath. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had a go at that um, paleo diet where you eat food that would have existed during the caveman era. Oh. I liked it so much Did that I wanted to... Did you put a loincloth on as well? I wanted to roll it out into the rest of my life and adopt sort of caveman's moral values <laughs> and the sense of sexual equality. That was part of the problem. You did some cracking cave paintings, though. <laughs> exactly, yeah. What else? What, what? else? Wow. Oh, I sound like Frank then, didn't I? You do. And I, and I liked it, KTP style. Um, I'd like to talk about Tom Cruise... Oh, wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? Yes, but um, unfortunately his lawyers are watching. (laughs) (laughs) However, we can talk about the fact that Tom is over here currently. Mm -hmm. Lock up your daughters. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I said daughters. I said daughters. Paranoid. Can you be sued uh, for laughter? <laughs> for sarcastic not. laughter? I feel intense even, even at the conversation. I'm a huge fan of his. Yeah, me too. Yeah. He's good, isn't he? He's good at it. I'm just saying, I'm a huge fan of his, so make of that what you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Tom went for a cousin with his mates. A what? A cousin. Is that a cuddle? Yeah, it's a current... <laughs> I said with his mates. Yeah, that's, um, he went for, that's my concern. He went for a curry, Alan, with his friends. But there was a bit of a problem. I mean, I think that's quite... Did they not have a high chair? 
No. <laughs> was that the problem? No, he was caught short, though, funnily enough. <laughs> because um, he had... And I went to pay. It was £220. Yeah. He had an Amex, Natch. Um, <laughs> he had US dollars. Oh, no. He had no UK pounds. Oh, Tom. Tom, Tom, Tom. So his friend had to pay, but on the plus side, gave a £79 tip for a wow. 220 pound bill what is what's that what percentage of tip is that alan oh i don't know but it's good it's a good tip let's work it out alan cochran and emily dean sitting in for frank skinner on absolute radio so i've been doing uh, some back of the envelope maths and 220 pounds and 15 pence i think if they were going for 10 percent that would be uh, about 22 quid so they left... Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, oh, yeah. my God. I, yeah. I, really like, I really enjoyed that moment where you all looked at me as if that was in any way impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I mean, if they were going for 10%, they could Sorry, have gone 22 Sorry, why would you be going for 10% if you well, were leaving a tip? Well, yeah, all right. I live... For I live basic arithmetic 15, reasons. You always. always leave 15. Yes. And, of course, they've got the American thing, so they would automatically expect 15, wouldn't they? Yeah. So... Maybe he thought I could round it up to 250, and then he thought, no, Tom's going to pay me it back. I'll go to the full 300. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I think they just handed over and they thought, what are these, like, orange ones? Do you want those? And I think they just gave £50. Pounds. Right. Um, and that was it. Yeah, so it's 300 that they paid. Mm. Good night for the uh, restaurant but, owner. But Tom's probably had a word with him and sort of say, give him a big tip because I've looked a bit of a fool yeah, with yeah. the Amex mess oh. up. Give him a big it's tip because I, yeah. uh, I did throw my cutlery at yeah. the table behind. <laughs> I want. He's, he's maybe he's thinking. I, I want. If, Kate, if, Katie, re- if Katie reads this, yeah, she wants. To, <laughs> she needs to know what she's missing out on. I want her to know that I am dining out <laughs> on the money I am saving by by not having to pay. Her That's right. The ex-wife. We had a lobster curry in St Albans. <laughs> that was tomorrow. Harpenden. Lobster weird, he had. Apparently, he said, "Oh." Bring me whatever you like to the restaurant owner and uh, and bring me the lobster. I've heard that's really good. Now, I don't want to accuse the restaurant owner of lying, <laughs> but isn't St Albans miles from any coast? It's inland, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't it? It's not like, oh, go to St Albans and have the lobster. <laughs> I reckon that restaurant owner has got a job lot on lobster that's on the turn and he's gone, hang on, Tom Cruise has been, why don't I sell the... Tell the world that he'd heard about how good my lobster was. <laughs> Nonsense. St Albans is very near to where I grew up, so he, could have, he should have got in touch. Have he, you I, heard about the lobster? I, I have. He could have had a drink in the Horn of Plenty. Is that so, a, so it's a genuine pub. I don't think that would have been a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you as, know, um, as PR mistakes go, Tom Cruise <laughs> in a pub with the word horn in it is uh, <laughs> probably... Is, I it, don't is like... it a gentleman's bar? No, it's a music pub. Oh, is it? Uh, okay, good. Despite what it sounds like. <laughs> Okay. We we once saw someone. Do you remember we we were having a Chinese once, uh, late night Chinese in London, uh, and we noticed that we were sat opposite the Saturdays. Oh yeah, I had completely forgotten that until now. I think I've also had Chinese where um, Hardeep Singh Kohli was in, in in the same Chinese restaurant as me. Wow. I, I was once in a curry house. Uh, that was withering, uh, in, uh, Emily. That was withering. I just said wow. That wow. Sounded so underwhelmed. Oh, I didn't mean it to be. I'm sorry. I was about to tell my Ian Lavender story, but as you were. Who's Ian Lavender? Is it, uh, in uh, Dad's Army. That doesn't give my, me much confidence in the anecdote. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Frankly. I never but, really watched Dad's no, Army. No, Frank sorry. and I were very excited. We saw Ian Lavender um, mm-hmm. 
with we were with the radio family actually and we saw him not far from here and he was going into a, a restaurant and he fell over unfortunately <laughs> it was awful oh no it went from oh isn't that exciting and oh god he played private pike in dad's army oh i've heard of him yeah yeah there you go we've seen and he, him he tried to romance wendy richard in eastenders in later years. He was, the only thing he was romancing was a pavement, honey, when we saw him. <laughs> <laughs> to, each, to each his own. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel a bit worried for the uh, restaurant owner of, um, of the Tom Cruise place. Of the Cousin House. Yeah, exactly, the Curry House, because normally if you meet, like, a super famous celebrity, people say, oh, you'll dine out on that story forever, <laughs> but he probably doesn't dine out a lot, does he? He's going to dine in, because he's <laughs> presumably he's always in the restaurant, isn't he? I once went into the cafe around the corner from me, and uh, it doesn't happen very often, but I've occasionally popped up on panel games and uh, Dave and that sort of thing. So every now and again I'll get recognised, and you can see people look at you in that way that you know that... And uh, there was a couple in there who looked at me as if they'd recognised me, and the only other person in the cafe was a guy who's off Coronation Street. <laughs> so he and I looked at each other. I sat down to order my breakfast, and then the very next customer that walked in was Bez. <laughs> it must, must have been quite a weird moment for this couple, but of the sort of civilians in the cafe going, how weird is this? Is this Stella Street or something? <laughs> anyway. Well, this is quite a, an interesting uh, celebrity sighting. This is from 031. We were leaving this building when this girl with our group spotted William Shatner having coffee in the coffee bar and went over to get his autograph. William Shatner was so annoyed at her interruption of his meal, he took her marker pen and signed her forehead. <laughs> <laughs> she spent the day walking around with his autograph scored across her forehead. Good for him. That's a nice word, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I like your Christian bell, good for him. Excellent. Daisy, the producer, looks horrified at this William Shatner's gone mad story. <laughs> do you think his medication had kicked in or something? <laughs> an extraordinary thing to do. I, I once uh, I once properly humiliated myself uh, that I got really... So there was a, Just the once? Yeah, yeah, the only time ever. I, uh, <laughs> we walked into a, it was a group of people I didn't know that well, and I got really excited. I, I sort of went, I, I'm not being funny, but I think that over there, that's definitely the bloke that played Gonch in Grange Hill. Uh, and I remember oh, it's, I it's John, John McMahon. He's, uh, uh, and this guy went to me and went, yeah, he's my boyfriend. And I, I hadn't <laughs> known that he was part of the group we were meeting. Oh, really? Imagine dating Gonch. Extraordinary. Lovely bloke. Lovely, lovely bloke. Because I grew up in Boreham Wood where they used to film Grange Hill, so we had, to, we had, a, we had a half-hour chat about the old wimpy. Oh. <laughs> was the uh, excellent lobster that was available in <laughs> yeah. the Albans area. Slightly lower. Can I just say, um, to the baked goods company who have just sent in some very fattening cookies, <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> and you know it says on your boxes, ideal for lunch boxes, mm. not if you want to look OMG in six weeks. <laughs> It's not. If anyone is listening who can send in, in a cold bath, I'd <laughs> yeah. be very grateful. Yeah, black coffee, thank you. You're listening to Alan Cochran and Emily Dean. Who the hell are they? Where's Frank Skinner? He's off. Absolute Radio. Morning. You're listening to Absolute Radio. You can text us on 81215. You can follow us on Twitter using at Frank on Absolute. This is indeed the Frank Skinner Show. I'm Alan Cochran. Uh, Frank is away 
Um, we thought he was on holiday, but it turns out he's uh, dressed head to foot in lycra, got on his bike, and he's um, he's going to complete the tour, but clean. He says, I'll show them it can be done. He's going to race clean? Wow. He's going to race clean, yeah. <laughs> Do you work clean? I was asked that uh, by an American comedian, because they, you know, they have different terminology, and if you're not a dirty comic, they say, Do you work clean? Do you work clean, Alan? And I said, yes, sometimes. Mm. So there. So that's that. Uh, <laughs> yes, Frank is away. So you've been saving money this week. Oh, well, I just, I, I heard a rumour. I, I, I may have just admitted that I've been feeling guilty because uh, my little boy has recently turned five. But, uh, Lovely. We've still been getting him into days out and swimming as a four-year-old because <laughs> it's free. Oh, Alan, that's <laughs> which, low, which man. I don't have a problem with. I think it's good parenting in many ways. In, in a world of You're fiscal... teaching him duplicity. We are, yeah. But in a world of fiscal irresponsibility, he needs to learn small cost-saving measures <laughs> as early as possible. Um, you know, you've seen what's gone on. Look at Greece. That's what I said to him. I said, look at Greece. You've also you've been making him get his round in at the pub. That seems a bit <laughs> yeah. harsh. Well, it's time, isn't it? It's not before time. The number of crisps he's had off me. Um, no, this culminated when we were away in the Cotswolds and uh, we're standing outside some, uh, I think, some, like, uh, Rococo garden or something mm. that we were about to pay a small fortune to all get into. And uh, and he went, but I'm five now at the top of his voice, and, and like a character from a sitcom, I went, don't say that again today. <laughs> from now on, if anybody asks, you're four, okay. To be fair, I've been operating on that principle all my adult life, knocking <laughs> at least a year he's, off. He's probably fine with it. He'll, uh, yeah. he'll, he'll 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 adapt very well into show business. What it were? Well, people, it, um, it's funny you should do. say that because my gay Australian godfather. Um, who's a, I know that's a lot to take on. I already like this story. <laughs> it's a great sitcom pitch. Who's <laughs> yes. an impresario? He's a theatrical producer, mm-hmm. and he used to go. He used to take me and my sister when we were kids. But he used to want to pay the school party rate because it's much cheaper. <laughs> so he turned around to us and go, "Now, girls, where's the rest of the class? Have they ran off again?" And we just have to go. Oh yeah, we don't know where they are. Terrible, making us lie. That's brilliant. That's like people uh, on planes saying that they've just got engaged in the hope of an upgrade <laughs> or some champagne, isn't it? <laughs> Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Did you feel guilty though? Did you feel? I felt slightly guilty, but this is diminishing uh, your son's age, like he's Russell Kane or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure he started older than me. I'm sure he was older than me at the start of his career. Um, he's, he's the Benjamin Button of comedy. Everyone, everyone else in the studio looks horrified at this revelation, but you know he's got a picture of himself withering in an attic somewhere because he started out older than me, and now I think he's 31. Apparently. Anyway, um, <laughs> but no, I do. I do have an ability to feel guilty about very small things. I think mainly because I'm not particularly uh, naughty, really. No, I, I just feel like sometimes when I pay the uh, the people around the corner to wash the car, <laughs> and they really scrub it, and I think I I wouldn't do this for fifteen quid. You're really going at it, and. Uh, and then I remember, hang on, this is a service that they happily advertise and fulfil. So just just stop it. Just stop feeling guilty, Alan. <laughs> and by the way, the irony of uh, Frank Skinner, uh, uh, 
a, a public Roman Catholic being away as we talk about guilt is uh, <laughs> is not entirely lost on me. Uh, we'll come back to this, I'm sure. Mm. Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. I mean, they seem happy whilst they're washing the car. I don't see why. <laughs> I don't see why I'm getting angsty about it. But it is, you know. You feel that's a sort of middle class guilt thing, isn't it? Well, I'm I'm being accepted gradually by the middle classes. I'm still something of a parvenu. Oh no, we've we've taken you on board. Oh, good. We're fine with you. Thanks very much. Do you know what I feel a bit guilty about? It does happen. I experience oh, guilt. Good. If I'm on the tube, that also happens sometimes, Steve. <laughs> and um, you know when someone's got a rucksack, mm-hmm. it makes me really upset. It's a kind of the space invasion thing, just because that takes up the space of about three normal people, I think, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say, when you say rucksack, I thought you were taking yeah, that. Yeah, I thought it was a no. terrorism story. No, 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 no. No, I just mean, I can't, it's normally ladies, actually, with all their gym equipment, and it gets me so angry. It's like, put it down on the floor. So do you know what I do? I know this is awful, but I, I push myself into them a little bit, just to assert my territory. Oh, yeah, yeah. You definitely have to do a bit of that on the tube, really? don't you? But I sometimes kick them as well. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not so okay, normal? that's less common. Yeah. Okay. But with all the balloons you've been blowing up as well, it gets quite awkward. <laughs> you must be exhausted. It's like a cardio workout for you. I've blown up 20 balloons and kicked seven people on the northern line. You said to me, Alan said... Are you, are you tired? Are you fl- he's worried about me, I think. I am, we have yeah. had some dieting tips in. 48 hours of rice and water. Try it hot, then eat what you like for the other five days. From Stephen Cornwall. I don't know if I would recommend that. Yeah. I... No. I, surely... I know it's boring to continually return to... Surely balance is better. I mean, 48 hours of rice and water... You're not torturing yourself, are you? Alan, yes. I know we're not meant to have our phones on in the studio. Okay. But I'm afraid I did. Okay. <laughs> and a really good friend of mine, Joel, has just texted me. To Hi, say, Joel. I'm sat in my car having it washed right now. Me and the man washing the car are listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> How's he enjoying it? I wonder. I uh, I also occasionally get really guilty if. Um, well, I got really, really guilty earlier this year. We had some builders do some work on our cellar ceiling, but it had been there for like 120 years or something. So when they pulled it down, it was so dirty and disgusting that they were coming was up... Was it worse than your sheets? They were, Yeah, much worse. <laughs> they were coming up the stairs like miners, properly, like... It was <laughs> horrifying, honestly. And uh, my way of dealing with my guilt was to constantly offer them tea and coffee. I mean, every 30 seconds I was shouting down into the cellar, do you want a tea or a coffee, lads? A hobnob, anything? Anything I can get you? Whilst you do a disgusting job for a 10-day period in my cellar. Horrible. Yeah. Can can I ask you to stand on... If you're in a shop and you're buying clothes, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that you do that. That does happen. And something (laughs) falls off the hanger... You see, to I think if you don't hear it, it didn't happen. It's like the tree in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I love it when this show tiptoes into philosophy as well. <laughs> With a fashion slant. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So I just normally, if someone sees it or hears it, then I obviously replace it back on the hanger. Otherwise, mm-hmm. just leave it. I'll be honest, I have a uh, calibre of shop rule where, you know, if it's your... Uh, 
prime Arnie or your TK level, I think what goes on the floor stays on the floor. <laughs> but if you're in, like Vegas. If you're, in, if you're in a really good shop, then you uh, you tidy up after yourself, though. Isn't that the rule? A bit like Vegas. <laughs> again, again, a bit like Vegas. Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. The problem with guilt is that the people that feel it are sometimes the people that need it least. And then you, <laughs> then you see people and think, oh, you really ought to feel terrible about yourself. And you clearly don't. <laughs> That's what I think, anyway, for what it's worth. It's my tuppence worth. Mm, I've got a fun. double whammy of guilt, because I was baptised and raised Roman Catholic, but I am uh, racially of the Semitic persuasion. <laughs> so I'm uh, both Catholic and Jewish in equal measure. That was a remarkably elegant sentence for commercial radio. There's probably people in their cars now thinking they're on a documentary on Radio 4. <laughs> so life must be, there's a lot of minefields. Yeah, it's... Guilt minefields. It's, it's horrendous. It's, it's often particularly towards the wife. That's the Since getting the married, I, f- I feel... Love them you you even got a, a northern slant on it with yeah, the wife. Exactly. <laughs> with the wife. So I, I, um, when we were on holiday, I, I got fed up of, of us not working our way through our box sets. Uh, and so I started The Wire without her. Oh, no. Uh, and got busted seven episodes into... This is when we were on holiday. She saw me just... You mid- got busted? What, was a box set? Like a, <laughs> yeah. like a CD? <laughs> but she, she acted and she cried. She was very upset. Did she she wept. I, she openly wept because it's because it's you know, because it had been sold to us as it's the best. You know, it's one of the best shows ever, and indeed, it's great. I've seen seven episodes of it. She hasn't seen any <laughs> show. <laughs> You've got a head start on her there. But did you? Can I problem. ask you, Steve? Can we establish here? I like to get the facts in all their proper order. <laughs> yeah, did yeah. you watch those seven with her, pretending that you hadn't seen them? Or did you just crack under interrogation? I, I, no, she. So she came down late at night. Oh, uh, <gasps> to see me watching it. Oh, she normally style. she normally sleeps through. She caught you wired. Yeah, um, the wire rather. I oh, love right. that you I were see. caught in the middle of the night watching that. Yeah, the wire. <laughs> I tried to put some pornography up to hide it. But, uh, <laughs> He's downstairs watching a gritty cop yeah. drama. <clears throat> oh, really? That's awkward because that is one of the joys of. Um, relationships, isn't it? Is sitting watching box sets. So you've is it? I mean, it's quite oh, well, hang a on a bit longer then. <laughs> <laughs> That's really one of the joys. It is. I think it is. Can't one of wait. The jo- Maybe it's because I work away a lot that I uh, I like that. I like that sort of put your tracky bottoms on and watch a box set time. Wow. I'm a man of humble <laughs> tastes. <laughs> you've been on the caveman diet. That's how humble you are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have DVDs, so <laughs> I, I don't know if that was allowed at the time. What did they do in their relationships then? Oh. Argued about the paintings. Yeah, I think I think the man just clubbed the wife, and <laughs> that was how they dealt with their problem. I don't think they had counselling sessions or anything. They just got on with it. I, th- I stand by that. I stand by that. That uh, you know, sweet time in the in the house when the kids are in bed watching the, the DVD. It's lovely. Oh, I'm being looked at like. <laughs> Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I, uh, I stand by it. If my wife is listening, uh, for me, a lot of this wonderful relationship is about the companionship. <laughs> stand by that. It's a lovely your thing. Wife, your wife's not listening. Yeah, exactly. She's not. I'm, I'm she's almost so not. certain she's not listening. <laughs> she's hanging out with Bez and that bloke from Coronation Street. Exactly, yeah. Pulled an all-nighter. 
<laughs> I occasionally have a moment of guilt when um, I'm overtaking as a pedestrian mm. the elderly or infirm. Oh, yeah. I yes. just think, oh, God, I've got to walk past them looking all sort of... Business like an angry... Youthful and <laughs> sort of physically fine. Mm. And they're just uh, hobbling. I mean, I don't stop and assist them. I, I don't. just go, carry on. I just go up to them, I, I hit amateurs, and then <laughs> I whiz past them. Did I ever tell you about the guiltiest I ever felt with, with uh, my good lady wife? Is it broadcastable? It's, it is the way I'm going to tell it. Okay. I'm going I'm to change it so that I'm going to... Okay. Keep we, it daytime. I'm going to keep it daytime. We, uh, <laughs> we, we got iced in coming back from Australia. My wife's a lovely Australian lady, and we got iced in uh, in Singapore. So we got stuck in Singapore for two days oh. when, they, oh, when yeah. they closed Heathrow. And we were very, very bored because Singapore is essentially just a container port. So it's like, yeah. it's like two days in Felixstowe mm-hmm. uh, or something like that. So we, we were really, but, really but bored. Uh, yeah. And it was just before Christmas. Uh, and so I was so bored and I was going, what can I do? I'm, re- I'm going insane. I'm so bored. And the wife said, well, I'll give you an option. You can either uh, open uh, the pre- your Christmas present uh, from her sister mm-hmm. or we can have some husband and wife fun time. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, lovely. That's, that's, I've made it, I've made it daytime. That, sorry, I've made it breakfast. I, yes. Does that mean watching box sets? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in a manner of speaking. <laughs> Step uh, so, uh, and so, so I naturally chose the husband and wife fun time uh, and, and enjoyed and, uh, and then the very second I'd finished my part of the husband and wife fun time, oh I leant God. over to the Christmas <laughs> present and opened the Christmas present straight oh, away. Oh, greedy! Oh, God. And does that haunt you? It does. The guilt I feel and genuine pride at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you know you've been scrimping this Pardon? week? No, you have. You told us about the garden centre oh, in you there. Were, you were scrimming the week before and <laughs> you've been scrimping this week. Steve. Yes, I, I misheard you slightly. Steve, on the other hand, has been shelling out. Have you? Uh, I've spent uh, a, a, a ridiculous amount of money, over £100. Uh, simply on, on a curry and St Albans. <laughs> <laughs> we gave a £2,000 tip. <laughs> I spent over £100 on anti-snoring strips for me and my wife. Really? Uh, oh. Because we both we both snore. I'm a mouth breather, so, so I don't snore, but I kind of do Kanye a... Living in Kanye West Kind of a noise. <laughs> uh, and the... Uh, whereas the, my wife... Uh, it's, it's one of the reasons I'm, I'm punching way above my weight with my wife. Mm-hmm. And the reason is that she's incredibly beautiful, but she snores... Just like a, a, a warthog with a cold, it's it, wow. properly horrific. And so there have been lots of blokes who, well, not lots of blokes. <laughs> She's a very dignified a lady. Tribute. There were, there I'm were attempting an, to help you think yeah, out of yeah. this hole, but I think I'll just leave you to it. <laughs> there were an acceptable number of men in the past <laughs> who, who I'm sure have kind of gone, "Oh, she's amazing. What What's we, the catch?" And then they've figures? heard. <laughs> Is this like that film? What's the film? Four weddings. Four weddings. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. we, we both, uh, yeah, we both wear these anti-snoring strips. They are very expensive. Are uh, they like the Robbie Fowler ones? Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, do you dream you're like Robbie Fowler? I, I do, well, because we sometimes, because we do it before we get into bed. Sometimes we have husband and wife fun time after we put the snoring strips on. So I now get aroused oh, by pictures of Robbie Fowler in the nineties, or if I see a horse race with a horse with a sheepskin noseband, <laughs> really sends me into happy time. Adamant. <laughs> it is. It's like a bad Adamant, Adamant tribute band. But she snores so badly. Some Sometimes she's wet, sometimes she wears two to try wow. and make it less bad. And she, she it, back in Australia, she had a, a study done. For, it was like a doctor investigating snoring. And even though this was his specialist subject, he analysed her snoring and went, you really snore disgustingly. <laughs> was she responsible is, for a study being commissioned? Pretty much. It's, wow. it's like sleeping next to a pneumatic drill sometimes. Wow. 
I love her very much. <laughs> <laughs> you must. That's that's incredible but levels I, of snoring. But most men over, I'd say, about the age of thirty, um, snore. Right. I would say. Have you tested <laughs> most men over the age of thirty? <laughs> Pretty much. That's a very specific guardian soulmate. No, I think church when group. it starts is about thirty. Yeah. That's when they start, and that's when you start thinking, hang on, I didn't buy into this. I think they should flag it up, snorers. They need to wear, like, something, a badge lapel or something. Yeah. I want to know if I'm going to have to put up with that. I go to bed with Ryan Gosling, wake up with Patrick Moore. No. <laughs> oh, that would be awful. <laughs> what a night that would be. <laughs> it's, uh, was, I, was I really drunk last night? <laughs> exactly. The beer goggles were on. I thought he looked like Gosling. I... Uh, <laughs> I think it's weird, though, because you're right. Your wife, to look at, and I know her, she does not look like a snorer. She doesn't. You know, some people you think, I bet they snore. Yes. You know, I can't imagine how much money Bob Geldof has spent on those strips <laughs> that you're talking about. Ray Winston, he must have gone oh, through... massive snorer. ...hundreds of pounds, whereas Barack Obama, I'll bet, not, I bet you could sleep next to him and not hear a peep. He doesn't look like a snorer. I bet he doesn't even breathe as a, when he's a snorer. Gordon Brown, snore. huge snorer. I bet he's a snorer. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I can confirm he is. <laughs> he's a man over 30 and you've yeah. done your research. <laughs> Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What's up? <laughs> oh, Alan. Trying to bring it back. <laughs> Trying to bring it back. Small steps, small steps, but it will eventually take over again, I promise you. Yeah, exactly. They're out there now laughing at you. <laughs> well, isn't that job done? Well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I have a few more snoring-based questions for known snorer Steve. But I suppose you'd become less known if your wife is even more of a snorer. Mm. Yeah, she's, she's, like, she's Premier League and your she, yeah, Vauxhall she's, Conference. She's the high snorer. In old money. You're the sort of Russian diamonds. <laughs> yes. Um... Would you say... What, are you meant to wake snorers? Are you not allowed oh, to? Yeah, what's the etiquette? I kick um, them. Well, I think yeah, I think nominally you're supposed to just let them carry on, but uh, I, on a regular basis, will say, can you go and sleep on the sofa, please? <laughs> well, I do as well, but that's nothing to do with snoring. <laughs> I got an elbow in the ribs during my sleep the other night, and uh, it was snoring-related. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it happens. From, you know. from the wife or the whippet? No, from the wife. The whip is fine with my storing. Anyway, we've, uh, we're off, aren't we? We're off. We're done. Uh, coming up next, it's Mark Crossley. Uh, and uh, I, I suppose I should go out in the style of uh, Mr Frank Skinner. If, uh, if the creeks don't rise and the good Lord... Sp- I've done it the wrong way around, haven't I? <laughs> what is it? If the good Lord spares us the and the Lord's- creeks don't... Blah, 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 blah. Whatever he says, anyway. Uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. So that's that. So that's that. You're listening to Alan Cochran and Emily Dean. Who the hell are they? Where's Frank Skinner? He's off. Absolute Radio.